My name is Ray Frostel, and welcome to our first episode of Tell Me Your Story. And today, I'm going to tell you my story. I was born and raised in a Christian home. My parents were pastors, actually. Uh, I have two brothers, and, and like many others, we, we knew the Christian talk and walk. So we're very familiar with that. But, but me, I never really knew Jesus. And like many, I felt okay because I was in a Christian home. And as long as my parents were saved, maybe I was saved, you know. Yet, that's not how it works. You know, my parents did everything they could for us to know Christ, to live a Christian life, to learn the word, to pray, everything. And we knew it, and I knew it, but something was still kind of missing. And, you know, it was just, it was so difficult to understand that or to even relay that message. But many people understand what I'm saying. It's just like it wasn't clicking for me just yet. I just knew that I needed God. I knew there was a God because that's what I was told. But I, I didn't know what that looked like. What, how to, how to describe it? How to, how to even draw it out? Even kind of per se. And yet, for me, it was so difficult. Um, so growing up, you know, I did get into a lot of trouble, young kid, doing a lot of bad things, um, and it was hard for my parents too because them being the pastors, they were getting. Um, the stories about their son being such a bad boy, um, being the black sheep of the family, as many were calling me at the time. But, but you know, that's that was just part of what it was for me. And then I got into my teenage years, and I went to high school. And that's where I met my future wife. We dated uh, for our high school years, and, and then a year after we graduated, we got married. And I was only 19 and she was 18. That was a young age for both of us. Um, very difficult too. Uh, we didn't know anything. We're kids ourselves. Yet we decided to get married. Um, one of the things that I, I wish we had when we were young was pre-marital counseling. Maybe that would have helped out a lot of situations that we, we encountered later in life. But that didn't occur. Um, and so we moved forward. Uh, what's interesting is that a year after we were married, we had our first child. Um, yeah, so I was just 20. <laughs> um, it was uh, very challenging, uh, very difficult for us. We had to learn as being kids ourselves, you know, to learn how to raise a kid. And, and you know, we're not the first that went through this circumstance. There was others that did the same thing. But this is something new for me, so... I found it interesting and uh, very hard. It, it took a, a toll. I'm pretty sure it took a toll on both of us. I know it did on me, and there was a lot of things I didn't know and I wish I knew, but I just didn't, and it was hard. So as I moved forward, um, my wife and I, you know, we, we started, you know, a regular marriage like every other one, and during the years that we were starting our marriage, it was difficult too. Because we didn't really know each other. We, we didn't know what it was to live on our own or, or be away from our parents. I mean, we're, we're, we were kids. I mean, you know, I, I don't regret marrying my wife. But I think about sometimes maybe it would have been better if we would have waited a little bit. Um, but that wasn't the case for us. And so 
a lot of things started to happen and we totally walked away from church. Um, we stopped going to church. We were not, we were not happy there. I know I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything in the church and I found everything offensive. I found, I just couldn't do it. But the reality was that I, I still didn't know Christ yet. That, that wasn't for me. Um, and so a lot of things started to occur in my life. And so as I, you know, would continue to live my life with my wife, uh, we would have moments of good times. And then we had a, quite a few bad times, of course. And then, of course, then I started to, as years started going around, my daughter got bigger. Um, we, you know, not that much bigger, a couple of years. And then uh, I started to meet people at work, uh, friends that were not godly or good influence, should I say. Um, and I started to hang around with the wrong people. And these guys would just, you know, things started to turn around where I started to do things that I normally would have never done, you know. Um, thank the Lord, I never, I never did drugs, um, but I did taste alcohol, and not that that was gonna be the doomsday of anything, but those weren't things that I normally did, and so, you know, it was putting me out of a different, putting me out into a different pocket, and it just didn't feel right, and I let that start to take me down because my even my language began to to change. Uh, Everything that I did was different from the norm that I was. Um, you know, even though I, I didn't, even though I was in a Christian home and I still did certain things in certain ways that didn't really affect anybody in per se, you know, um, I, I was respectful of people. I, I did everything uh, right, correct, or whatever that may be. And, and I just never did the other things that I started to do, you know, going around and even started to flirt with other women and that's when everything started going down for me um you know i i would i would go out um come back late my wife worried um it, it was difficult um i started to not care my my character started to change my heart was starting to get hard and i was treating my wife horribly she would get upset we'd yell we'd uh, we'd fight. We, uh, it was just so horrible. Um, we would be in such a, a hard place and a difficult place. And it was all because I was starting to do things that I shouldn't have. And not only that, but we had walked away from the Lord. We had totally stopped going to church. We had stopped doing all the things we normally would have done. And it just took in that direction for me. Well, uh, I continued to do the things that were not, not right for a husband to do. Um, I started, you know, going out, uh, partying, uh, disrespecting my wife, being mad at her, yelling at her, telling her she was doing wrong, uh, all these different things. And, and none of it was true. I was just trying to justify my actions. I was trying to get her mad at me, almost to the point where, uh, you know, I was thinking, man, I, I should have stayed single. I was too young to get married. I was stupid. But, but I, it was too late. I mean, not that it was too late. It was just that I already had committed and I needed to um, commit again. That's why I say the counseling would have been the best thing for me because I just didn't know how to handle it. And when I got a taste of the, of the crazy, let's call it, um, I just took hold of that and kept running. And I, I disregarded my, my wife and my, my child and, 
oh man, I just, it, it was difficult for me. It was so hard, but more difficult for my wife. Uh, so much more because I blamed her for everything. Uh, I was mad at her. I Everything I tried to do was try to get her angry at me, um, try to get her to really, um, almost to the point, make sure that she was so mad that she would want a divorce, but none of that would occur. And so I continued that crazy lifestyle. And I kind of, you can say I, I started stepping away almost from her. And at this point, you know, we, we, we had a, another child. Oh, she was pregnant to say, but I was still doing my craziness. And in the midst of all this craziness, you know, I found someone else too. And, you know, I started to do things that I was shouldn't have done and, and wound up uh, getting that, that young lady pregnant as well around the same time. So now I find myself in a, in a dilemma, you know, and, but I'm having too much fun, let's say, in the, in the world or doing the things that I wanted to do. And because I, I didn't have that, I, I didn't, I didn't know what it was to party, drink, uh, and all, or none of that stuff. I didn't know what that was. I, I tasted that after I got married and man, that was the worst decision of my life. But, you know, so, you know, this happens. I have another, another woman pregnant. Um, I go back and I tell my wife what happened. And she's furious, of course, rightfully so. And I'm over here. I, you know, my mentality is, you know, I don't care anymore. Um, I've already screwed this up. You know, this woman needs to leave me. She needs to divorce me. She needs to get rid of me or whatever needs to happen. That way I could be free. And uh, I don't know, she just wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. Um, whatever was going on on her side of her life, I don't know. But she was not having it. She was mad at me. She was very upset. But yet she did not want to give in. Um, what was interesting was during this whole process, um, I'm thinking to myself, man, I've messed this up. I've messed up my, my marriage. Um, I've messed up this other lady's life. Um, I've put everybody in, in a hard position. Uh, neither one of these women deserved this. But yet, my own selfishness, my own desires, I put that ahead of everybody else. And that was horrible. Um, I started to see that. I really did. Uh, something inside me started to begin to really um, come out and be like, Ray, this isn't you, man. And, you know, I, I, I went, I went looking for my mom and my dad and I told them what had happened. And, you know, I was expecting for my mom to just go crazy. Um, my dad to start yelling. Uh, I was expecting to be, you know, cast out of the house, never come back again. You did wrong. You're horrible. How could you do this? How could you do this to our name? You know, all of that was the opposite, though. Um, as I was sat there and I said everything that had happened, everything that was occurring, um, my mom, she looked at me and she just said to me, she said, I'm just praying for you. That's all I'm doing. I'm praying for you. And my dad looked at me and he says, son, get your house in order, but I'm praying for you too. And that struck a chord in me. I was like, why didn't they yell? 
I was hoping for some yelling. I was help, I was hoping for them to, matter of fact, I was hoping for them to grab a belt and beat me too, but it didn't occur. It didn't happen. That that wasn't for me. I didn't understand what was happening. So, and so my life is just in shambles and the relationship with the other women didn't work out as well either. You know, there was arguments, fights as well too. That didn't work. So, you know, I, I don't know what to do now. I am so messed up. I'm running. I'm running from God. I'm running from my wife. I'm running from every situation that I can run, but there's nowhere I could go. I'm feeling defeated. I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling like, what did I do? How did I get in this mess? Why did I allow this to happen? You know, and and I didn't even ask God. I, at that point, I still didn't even call out to God. That, that was not even in the back of my mind yet. Uh, or maybe it was because something was tugging at my heart. And I just didn't know. Or, you know what? Better yet, I didn't recognize the voice of God. And I think that 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 was uh, something that was beginning to occur little by little. But, you know, time is passing by and, you know, we're, we're my wife and I were were in arguments and whatever. And well, not big arguments, but because she really wouldn't speak much to me, she would be upset with me. But um, she would still, you know, when I come over to see the kids and whatnot, she would still offer me coffee, food, whatever. And I'm looking at this woman and I'm so furious because I want her to get mad at me. I want her to just yell at me. I want her to say, give me a divorce. Get out of my life. Stop bothering me. But none of that happened. None of it. And I was like, what is going on? Um, I did have a friend, a good friend, one of my best friends. Um, I did talk to him about everything that was happening to me. And uh, he was such a good friend. He basically would say to me is, hey, bro, I'm praying for you. Uh, if you need anything, just let me know. If you need somewhere to stay, you know, let me know. If you come to church, visit, do whatever you got to do, I'm here for you. But I never heard from him, you know, what's wrong with you? You're an idiot. You know, fix your, fix your life. None of that. None of that. He was so supportive. Uh, and it was just like my mom, you know, and my dad. I was like, what is going on? Even, even my wife, you know, I, she was mad at me, but she would not blow out have a blowout on me. And I found that to be very, very interesting. And I yet didn't understand it. So I'm speaking now as I remember it. But at the time, I'm still not understanding what's happening. And I'm kind of confused walking around, be like, why isn't anybody getting upset with me? You know, Um, so, you know, what's interesting too is that, you know, I still remember the people from the church and there was occasions where I, I, I went one time and I, I saw a brother at the church, an older gentleman, and he stopped me and he said to me, and I'll never forget that. He said to me was, how are you? You know, he said, how are you? He didn't ask like, how are you doing? What's going on? Whatever. No, he said to me was, how are you? How was I doing? And let me tell you, that shook me to the core. Because I knew deep down, I was not well. I knew deep down that everything was falling apart. And I think he knew that too. 
He even said, hey, man, I'm praying for you and I'll be I'll continue to pray for you. And I said, thank you. I need it. So. And it, it was interesting because, you know, I mean, it's I'm running around in in this world thinking to myself, I've messed up everything. There's nothing I can do. I'm so frustrated. I'm trying to fix things. I'm trying to break things. I'm trying to do whatever I can to free myself from all this, uh, this burden that I have now, this, this concern, this, this shame, uh, this, um, just confusion because there's a lot of confusion happening too. And I'm just hating myself for, for destroying my home, uh, for destroying a life of someone else. And, and I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm so, oh my, I'm like, my head is just spinning. And every day I wake up, if I could even sleep. Uh, there was a time in my life that I couldn't even really sleep. Um, I, I'd spend most of the night just thinking about how bad I've done or how messed up I've done or what I've done. And I'm like, I'm so young still. And I'm like, geez, how did I get here? What did I do? And how am I going to fix this? Or how am I going to get out of this? Because there is nothing I felt like I was on my own. I felt like nobody would understand me. The shame was so great. Um, the hurt was so great. Uh, I hurt so many people in the process. At least that's how I felt. And I know I did it. Yet, I was so far away. And yet, God at a distance, he was still there. Because he was using my mom, my dad, my wife, my best friend, um, so many people at bay praying for me. And I found myself to, at times, trying to find the best way to, you know, get away. I was thinking about even joining the military, uh, you know, get in the military and never come back, you know, retire somewhere far on the other side of the world. Don't come back or or get a plane ticket or just grab my car and drive, I don't know, west, whatever, and get far, far away. But that wasn't going to change my situation. And I knew that. So I didn't do it. But I was so, so tired. So, so worried. Worried about everything. My wife, my kids. Uh, it was just so hard. Um, and I was getting to the point where I was still doing the stupid stuff that I should not have been doing. I've been partying, going out. Staying out late. I kept doing that, thinking that maybe tonight I'll feel better. Or tonight I'll feel better. Or maybe tomorrow night I'll feel better. But I felt like I kept getting into a ditch. That hole was getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just didn't find an exit anymore. Um, it got to the point where um, my second child with my wife, you know, and my second child with the other woman as well too and this really began to spiral so bad for me I was getting so desperate I was like what's going on I, I just couldn't no more I said I, you know I, I can't handle this so all I remember is one day I'm driving home from work and I decide to you know flip through the radio station and distract my mind and put the radio on I haven't I don't know what I've done in the last few years if I even heard music or whatever I mean I just 
I just wanted to hear something different except for my own voice in my head. So I turn on the radio and as I'm flipping through, I hear a song and the song sounded so so nice and peaceful. And I said, oh, cool, let me listen to this song. Little did I know that this was a Christian radio station. And every song after every song was so, so nice. And I was like, man, this sounds so good that I, I began to get into a habit of um, would put that music on. And then when I would get my friends in the car and whatever, I'd change it and put some, you know, worldly music, <laughs> secular music. And so, so they wouldn't know. But, but I was so, so in a hurry for people to get out of my car so I can have that moment in my car again with that music. I don't know what was happening to me, but there was something happening in my life. Yet I still felt empty. Yet I still felt alone, ashamed, and just felt like nobody would understand. And how could they? I mean, I had destroyed my family. Um, it was so horrible. I mean, it was just so hard. I couldn't sleep at night. I, I just found myself in the worst of the worst. But I would always go back home to my mom and, you know, see how she's doing or whatever. And and one day she says to me, hey, I'm praying for you. She said, it's almost over. And I was like, what? And I was like, okay. I just put no mind to it. But man, what she said there to me, I just couldn't no more. I was like, what is going on? You know, uh, I reached out to my friend. He's like, I'm thinking about you, praying about you, you know, um, my dad, the same thing. The thing about what's so interesting was nobody came looking for me. Nobody, nobody. Not not in a bad way. I'm not saying that, you know, I needed people to come look for me. But I meant like, hey, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Why didn't you? No, none of that occurred. None of that to accuse me of anything. None of that occurred. I was accusing myself of everything I've done. Everything I was doing was so wrong that I would... I would basically just call it out to myself and it was just just the worst situation ever. And I felt so bad. I would always just almost cry myself to sleep because I was so far gone. I knew that this was never going to get fixed. I knew that I was going to live a miserable life that I would never be happy again. And it just it just got worse. So you know, hearing hearing my mom say that it's almost over, I was like, what is she talking about? I thought maybe she was talking about her food or whatever, because we're going to eat. Um, but actually, she was talking about what was happening in my life. I just didn't understand that. And I remember one night, I was in the lowest of the lowest. I mean, I was far gone. It just didn't, it just didn't seem like there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I had just giving up my life so bad into destruction that I went to see the kids, uh, my wife, and I uh, I was there, you know, whatever, but my heart was so heavy. I just, I just couldn't. Uh, I remember it was a Saturday night, and so um, I find myself the, going to the washroom, and while I'm in the washroom, um, I look at myself in the mirror. And when I looked at myself in the mirror, I just could see all the wrong, all the hurt, 
all the pain, everything that I caused just looking at myself. It, it, it wasn't me who I was looking at anymore. It was just someone so bad that I just looked at myself and I said right there and then, I just said it out, out loud to myself and I said, you know what? I'm going down. I'm going to hell for all of this. And I'm okay with that. I said I was okay with that. And that, as soon as I said it, I just looked at myself and my eyes began to water. But then something else occurred. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to articulate it. I don't even know if it was, uh, you know, audible. I just felt something in my heart that I could hear say, I'm not done with you yet. It's not over yet. And I tell you right now that I fell to my knees and I began to bawl. And I began to cry because a peace, a peace just started to come over me in such a way. It was such a heavy peace that I began to cry. And at the same time, I realized God was in that bathroom with me. He was taking control of the situation. Everything that I felt was starting to just uproot, come out, move away. I don't know how to explain it, but I was crying at that point out of peace and joy was just overflowing. And yet I knew that I still had a long row ahead of me, but that didn't matter. Because at that moment, Christ met me. And it's like I've said before, uh, that was my two-minute moment. And I'll never forget it. I tell you right now as I speak it, that's still so vivid, like if it just happened yesterday. It was so important to me. And And knowing that God was in that bathroom with me, saying that I still love you, I haven't forgotten you, I'm going to restore you and I'm going to be there for you along the way was so powerful to me that let me tell you, after I finished crying, I don't even know how long I was in that bathroom. But all I do know is that I opened up the door and I called out to my wife and I said, hey, honey, I didn't say honey. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I said, hey, um, are you are you going to church tomorrow? She yelled out. She said, yes, of course. I always go. I said, well, I'm going with you. I mean, I was like, she couldn't see me. She didn't see my face. I was red. I was crying out. She didn't, I tried to compose myself where she couldn't tell my voice was all, you know, crying voice. Uh, I'm going to go with you tomorrow. She said, okay. At least that's what I think she said. And uh, I'll tell you, that night I went to bed. And my heart was so filled with joy. I mean, all the burden, all the the negative thoughts, um, the shame, everything just came off of me, was just removed. And let me tell you, I was an ugly person for those few years. I was a horrible, horrible person to everybody, not only to my wife, but to everybody. And something began to change in me even that night. 
Um, I don't know what was happening, but I do know that that morning I was up early. I put on my clothes, whatever I could find. And I wanted to go to church because I wanted to get to the altar. You know, what's funny is I think about it later in years that I didn't need the altar. I was already saved that night before. God already had met me. And he already started to restore uh, everything that I didn't know how that was going to happen. But I do know we went to church. We were there. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I don't remember the singing. I don't remember even the sermon. All I remember is that altar call and I ran to the front. And I asked God to forgive me. And I asked God to come into my heart. I asked my wife to forgive me. Uh, it was such a beautiful moment. And for me, that was so powerful because when I saw that there was no resolution to this, when I saw, when I thought that this was never going to get fixed, when I had destroyed everything, God had other plans. God had other plans for me and, and he restored. And let me tell you, um, years later, uh, um, well, not years later, you know, after that moment, my wife and I began to build our relationship again. I don't know what God did in her life. I cannot tell you her story. She would have to tell you her story, and I'm sure she would love to do it. But we began to go through the process of restoring our marriage, um, counseling. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how in, in the human form she would be able to forgive me. And and the things that I did to her or had had done to her and, and even to, you know, do the thing, the damage, everything that I did to her negatively, you know, how would she take me back? But if God is not in the mix, that would never happen. So that was a God thing. God was working with her as he was working with me. And our marriage after that began to grow, get stronger. We got into a great church that, uh, you know, we, we were at that, that Spanish church for about a year. And then God led us to another church where we began to really grow. And God used the leadership there to help us grow, strengthen our marriage. And, and we grew. And even to this day, my wife and I, we pray together. We, we talk about the things of the Lord together. Um, I share with her everything, my, my worries, my, my, uh, my concerns, everything that I, um, Everything that I that I go through, she knows. There's nothing that I hide from her. She knows everything, and uh, and the same with her. She, we have such a good relationship today um, because of God, and we decided to put God first in our home, and we started to move forward in that. and And today we stand together as a married couple because of God. He restored something that the enemy thought he was going to destroy. God restored it. God put it back together. Now, I want to let you know that all the consequences of my, my, uh, my sins, of my, um, my actions, you know, I did pay for those. I, I still pay for those. I, I still walk through them. I still have to uh, you know, address them, you know. So, you know, but I, I, don't, I don't blame none of the kids because those are gifts from God. I blame me for everything that I've done. And yet I learned in the process to grow with God and trust God that he helps me through this. And he has been faithful to help me through all of this. And he's a good God. And we're, we're together today again after so many years. Um, just like 
better than ever before. Our marriage is strong today, much more than ever before. And I thank God for that. And, and that is a life of restoration, I'll tell you. Um, you know, what's interesting, uh, I mentioned before about how nobody talked to me about anything, was that my mom later on, after I shared with her what had happened, she, to- she told me, she said to me, well, because my mom was a praying woman, uh, she's gone to be with the Lord now. But she uh, she told me that there was one time when she was praying and before anything had happened, before I even went crazy, before I went anywhere, um, God had spoken to her and said and had told her that I was going to be going through a hard trial in my life and that she was not supposed to say anything but pray. She was not allowed to say anything to me. Uh, no counsel, nothing, nothing. She was supposed to just pray for me because this is going to be a moment that I was going to have with God, that I was going to meet him, that I was going to know who Christ was. And so it's interesting because now I knew growing up who Christ was, but now today I know who Christ is because he lives in me. I've had that encounter with him. I know what he's done for me. What he did on the cross for me was so much more powerful. And I understand today. I understand it. And it was for me. He loved me so much. And I thank my mom for that. Um, because it was an interesting time. I was so worried. I was so confused. And I guess I needed to understand or I needed to be in that lonely place in order to cry out to God. And he met me. You know, many times people say, I I found Jesus. No, Jesus found me in a bathroom. And let me tell you, um, I remember that as just like yesterday, and I'll never forget it. And I'll share it with as many people as I can. And and I'll be honest, the beginning few years was kind of difficult to share my story with people. But I did begin to share it little by little. But I don't think I shared it enough. This is why we're doing this. There are people going through similar circumstances that feel there is no hope for them. But they need to hear that God is at work behind the scenes, moving in unseen ways, and there are plans and purposes He has for their lives. This didn't just happen for me. It can happen in someone's life who's listening right now. What are you running from? What are you hiding from? Where do you feel shame or guilt? Over your past choices? God is a God of transformation and a second chances. And this is just my story. As we go forward in this journey, you'll hear from other stories you may resonate with. I hope you continue joining me.